The end of another boating season for me brings on the idea of opportunity and growth. And one of the things that I enjoy doing at the end of the boating season is I kind of reflect on what did I do? Where did I go? Who did I do it with? How much fun did I have? What things did I learn? What things would I like to learn? Um, and then I sit down and I kind of come up with my my laundry list of what areas of my skills and my sailing journey do I want to work on? So what is something new that I want to learn? Uh, what is something old that maybe I need to brush up on? I take a look at the boat and I figure out what types of projects do you think I should tackle or do I think or maybe you think I should tackle in the off season. Um, so yeah, it's a really fun time. Um, as much as I'm sad to be putting the boat to bed for the season, uh, it's a time of reflection and it's a time of getting prepared and looking forward to next season. Hey there, and welcome to your pocket sailing instructor. I'm Penny Caldwell, and I have been a sailing coach for over 25 years now. I'm here to help you reach your sailing goals, whether you're looking for gear reviews, safety tips, or just some fun sailing stories. This podcast will have it all. Your Pocket Sailing Instructor is an educational and fun podcast about all things sailing. I plan on releasing weekly episodes every Thursday to help you end off your week on a high note. So grab your coffee and join me for your weekly dose of all things sailing. Well, hello there and welcome to another episode of Your Pocket Sailing Instructor. Uh, this is episode four already. Exciting. I hope you're having a great week and excited to learn a few more new things. So this week I am focusing on off-season training. Uh, so different things that you can do in the off-season to increase uh, your boating skills, seamanship skills, the personal development a little bit as well. Um, so yeah, just taking a look at some different areas of improvement if you're like me and things kind of slow down a little bit in the winter. So up here in Canada, a lot of times we have to pull our boats out and winterize them, put them up on the hard, as we say. And um, so you might not have access to your boat, or if you do have access to your boat, I have a couple ideas of things that you could be doing. Um, also here in Nelson, we don't have to take our boats out of the water. We can sail all year, which is really nice. But our boats do definitely get covered with snow and everything, so that makes it a little bit difficult for getting out sailing. So so I have kind of three different categories here that I'm going to talk about today. I have uh, boating skills, so things that will increase your seamanship skills when you are out on the boat sailing. Um, so different things you can do now to increase your skills for later for next season. The next um, section I'm going to talk about is going to be boating projects. So these are different things that you can do on or off of your boat uh, to get your boat organized a bit better for next season. And then the last one is kind of personal growth or personal training type things that you could do to help increase your skills as a skipper, as a crew, as a sailor just overall things that are beneficial for you to uh, know and to have to make um, your sailing season as best as it can be. (music) 
So taking a look here at boating skills and different things that you can do to increase your uh, skills for next season, one of the easy and fun things to do uh, would be working on knots. So uh, there's a, several different ways that you can do this. First off, I would suggest cutting a couple pieces of rope about a foot to two feet long. Uh, select two different diameters if you can. And then uh, basically, if you enjoy having a book, there are several knot books that I'm going to talk about here that you can uh, purchase and use. So pour yourself a nice glass of wine, maybe put on your favorite show and then play around with tying a couple knots over and over again. Or um, if you like to do online type things, there are several apps that I'm going to talk about as well that you can download. And there are a few different websites that are also handy to learn a few different knots. So for the knots, if you're using books, um, we have kind of the giant Bible of knots, the Ashley Book of Knots. So that uh, is, like I said, the Bible of knots, basically, and uh, it is huge. It's several hundreds of pages and hundreds and hundreds of knots. Um, but for that book, you know, you're looking at probably, well, well over $100 to purchase that book. Um, but it is definitely a fun book to have. It's a great uh, coffee table book. You know, if you have someone in your life who is been sailing for a long time or even yourself and you're looking to treat yourself with something that's uh, a little more special than definitely the Ashley Book of Knots. I would recommend that. Um, another book that I have been using for years as well is the Ultimate Encyclopedia of Knots and Rope Work. So this is a great book, has all kinds of great photos, descriptions. It's organized and laid out really well. Mine, unfortunately, is starting to fall apart because I just I use it so much. <laughs> um, but that's another great book. And then there's also a few um, kind of smaller books. I've, I've purchased one book for my kids. It was my first knot book. Um, that was a good one for kids. And then we also have uh, a game that we play that's called Not So Fast. So it's like a, a card game and there's knots and you flip a card and whoever ties the knot the fastest wins. So that's a pretty fun game to, to play together. So those are some books. All of these I'm going to link to in the show notes at salenelson.com forward slash podcast. So make sure you check those out. Um, and then we have uh, a group of websites then, and apps that you could also look at um, exploring for knot tying. So um, as far as apps, one of the popular ones is called 3D Knots. Um, it is a paid app, so you would have to pay for that one. Another one that's also paid is called Animated Knots by Grog. And they also have a website that I'm going to talk about in a second here. But there are literally dozens of different apps that you could play around with and you just get, you know, a knot a day. The other thing, too, that I do on my Facebook and Instagram pages at Sail Nelson uh, BC is uh, a knot a week. So every Monday I post a knot and then talk about how useful it is and then where to go to learn how to tie it, put up a photo of it as well, and then you can, you know, practice that for the week. So it's kind of fun. Um, website wise, the one that I use most often is called Animated Knots, and that's the one that used to be called uh, Animated Knots by Grog, but now it's just Animated Knots. Really useful website, again, uh, laid out really clearly depending on what type of activity you're doing. If you want to look at climbing knots or fishing knots, 
Um, and then each knot has a description, a video, uh, photos, tells you which knot it relates to in the Ashley Book of Knots. So if you do purchase the Ashley Book, you'll be able to reference back and forth between the two. Um, so just a really great website overall. Um, and then there's another website called netknots.com. I haven't used this one as much because I find everything I need is on animated knots, but just another option there for you would be netknots.com. So the nice thing with knots is, you know, like I said, it's something fun that you can do in the off season while you're, you know, sitting on the couch, binge watching Netflix and getting to the end of the internet, like, like we all are right now. Um, and it's something that is useful in many different aspects of your life. So yeah, I can't even tell you how many times I go out with friends and, you know, something needs to be tied up and people just say, okay, Penny, do your thing. So uh, it's, it's a useful skill to have. So the next couple of things that I would suggest uh, working on in the off season to increase your boating skills overall are not quite as fun as working on knots, but uh, quite valuable. If you're thinking of getting into beer can racing or even uh, joining some of the races at some different yacht clubs, uh, definitely this off season is a good time to familiarize yourself with the different race rules. Uh, so there are several different uh, publications available. There's the official publications race rules from 2021 to 2024. Those can be purchased at Nautical Mind Bookstore, which I love. Or uh, there's lots of references online. Uh, North Sales has put together a kind of basic racing rules uh, specific for the Canadian uh, variations. Uh, on their website. There's a link on the show notes for this as well. Um, so there are a few different places where you can get some information on race rules. So I would definitely uh, consider using some time to get familiar with those, break it up into a couple different sessions maybe. Uh, for one one session, you could focus on, on uh, the starts. So what kind of rules do you need to be aware of uh, when you're heading up to the start line. Uh, and then you could look at, you know, the windward mark roundings. What kind of rules do you have around those? Or what are some of the giveaway rules and such uh, to be familiar with? So definitely uh, dig into that book or dig into it online. But racing rules, good to know. Another thing uh, to look into as well that also is around rules would be the collision regulations. So I talked a bit about the collision regulations in my last episode, episode three. Uh, these are the regulations that govern kind of the hierarchy of pleasure craft and commercial vehicles or vessels, sorry, not vehicles, <laughs> out uh, on the waterway. So who has right away over who? What do you do if you're a sailboat and you're uh, approaching, you know, a kayak, let's say? So it's worthwhile getting to know the collision regulations. Uh, that is definitely a little bit more of a dry read if you use the official publications from the uh, government. Or uh, there are all kinds of different online resources as well. And I've put some links uh, in the show notes again. There are a couple colleagues of mine have put together some online resources that I will link to. And there are a lot of different review resources that you could use just to get to know a lot of these rules. So if you have not taken a boating course or you haven't done your pleasure craft operator card yet, your boating license, uh, some of the basic rules are covered 
in those courses or should be covered in those courses for sure. If you've taken a course with me, basic cruising, you know all about the collision regulations. So uh, definitely something that is worthwhile uh, learning about in the off season. Another thing that uh, I like to dig into in the off season and kind of review and just keep uh, up to date on are different sail and rig tuning ideas and uh, some different ways of tuning your rig. So this is definitely something that um, is easy for you to do on your own as a boat owner. Um, tuning your own rig. And, um, you know, it can be very satisfying and it can also uh, really increase the speed of your boat, make your boat more efficient when you're tuning your sails properly and you have the right shape going. That will have a big impact on your speed, your pointing ability when you're sailing and racing. So, um, there is definitely, there's a book that I have uh, used for reference. It's the Illustrated Sail and Rig Tuning Guide. Uh, but there are uh, a whole bunch of different books available out there, but that's just one of the one of the ones that I use for sail and rig tuning. So moving along, in the off season, there are also some uh, good certifications that you could work towards that will help with your overall seamanship and sailing ability. So one would be uh, taking a navigation course, coastal navigation, or even celestial navigation. There are uh, many online options now uh, for doing some learning um, for both of these types of navigation where you can go in and kind of work at your own pace. A lot of places also will offer in-person navigation courses. Unfortunately, a lot of those right now are on hold because of COVID, but uh, you should be able to find some resources online and I will link to some as well. But a coastal navigation course, great course to get under your belt, uh, learning how to read charts, learning how to identify different symbols on the charts and where your safe water is. Um, learning how to create a passage plan. I'm going to do a whole episode on a passage plan, and I actually just wrote an article for Canadian Yachting about passage planning. Um, So really uh, important stuff and just kind of makes you a better uh, sailor overall and just better boating can be used for power boating as well. So having a, a really good navigation plan in place is key. So that would be one certification that I would definitely uh, suggest in the off season. You take it maybe in the over the winter or spring, and then come summer, you've just completed your course. So it's a good time to put into practice everything that you learned uh, throughout the winter. So definitely highly recommend a navigation course. And I just, I'm a bit of a chart geek. I just love pouring over charts and plotting things and looking at symbols. And I still, every time I teach navigation stuff, I have somebody who says, well, what's that? And then I'm like, oh, I don't actually recognize that symbol. So I'm still learning things too, even though I've been doing this for over 30 years now. So um, another certification that you could get under your belt in the off season that would uh, be highly recommended is your VHF Marine Radio course. So uh, again, through Sail Nelson, I offer that as kind of a a study at your own pace type of course. I send you the materials. There's some online uh, modules and learning as well that goes along with it, but it's something that you could definitely finish off uh, in the off season. And the the idea with taking these in the off season is that it's not cutting into your, your sailing time out on the water. So there you go. 
Um, and then also if you don't have it already, but uh, think about getting your pleasure craft operator card or your boating license. That one is uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, there are several different options for completing that online if you would like. Uh, or Sail Canada offers uh, courses as well. You can go through any Sail Canada school and uh, get that particular certification done as well. All right, so now we're going to move into one of my favorite uh, areas of discussion, which are boat projects. I'm a total boat project junkie sometimes. <laughs> I go down the rabbit hole. Like yesterday, I was looking at how to rebuild my alternator because it's not working. So it's not char charging my batteries. So I was looking at doing that. And then I was like, well, if I need to save energy with my batteries, maybe I should change my lighting. So then I went down the rabbit hole of LED lighting for my cabin lights. So down and down I went. But um, yeah, boat projects, you know, this is actually a spot where a lot of people will get stuck and they will uh, continue to work on their boat and not get out boating. So that would be my one um, caution to you is as much fun as it is to do those boat projects. Uh, try to draw a line in the sand. Try to have a spot where you say, okay, I have gone far enough. I can get out and I can sail because you will continue to do things on your boat nonstop and you won't end up getting out sailing. So make sure you keep your eye on the prize and get out there on the water. So um, I have a few ideas here of different off-season boat projects that you can complete. So if you do not have access to your boat, so it's up on the hard and it's, you know, maybe it's been wrapped and you've got tarps on it and everything, it's not easy to get up in there. Uh, uh, one of the things that you could do that I enjoy uh, keeping track of for my own boat is basically compiling all of your owner's manuals. I know it sounds a bit geeky and totally ridiculous, but, uh, you know, having a binder or I actually have three binders for my book because or my boat because I have so many different things. But having uh, your collection of owner's manuals is really uh, great to have on the boat. So if you are out boating around and all of a sudden your engine's making a new noise you don't recognize, you can check out the troubleshooting section in your owner's manual or if your GPS isn't reading properly anymore, you can have a look at the GPS owner's manual and so on and so forth. So it's definitely uh, recommended. I would recommend putting together kind of a, a group of all of your different owner's manuals. Or if you really want to geek out, you can scan them, uh, create PDFs or download PDFs because a lot of them have been scanned by other geeks like me. And uh, you can download those onto you know, your tablet or something like that, put them all on a Google Drive and then access them when you're going around uh, when you're out boating. So just an idea there. So the next two ideas that I have here are more about um, if you do have access to your boat. So in this case, I would suggest hunting down all of your wiring on your boat. So, you know, where does the wiring go from, uh, you know, that reading light that you have up in the V-berth? Uh, or do you have speakers installed out in the cockpit and then they come into the boat and where do they go? So creating a, a wiring diagram or having an idea of what is attached where on your boat is a great way to really get to know your boat really well. And along the same uh, lines as that would be creating a plumbing diagram. 
So this would include all of your through hulls. So those are the um, holes that we have in the boat that are meant to be there below the waterline and they have a shutoff valve. And basically uh, you would create a diagram of where all these through hulls are located. One of the things that you should have on all of your through hulls is you should have soft wood uh, tapered plugs. So basically what I do with my boat, I drill a hole through the top of the plug. I have a rope that goes through there. I tie the rope off to the uh, hose for whatever plumbing I have. So I select the right diameter for the softwood plug. And then I tie it off down near my through hull. So that way, if for whatever reason, maybe my my hose cracks and I start taking in water or we hit something and the through hull gets punched out or, you know, who knows. But if anything starts to leak, I have a plug available right there at the through hull that can be used right away. So definitely recommend those. I have a link to where you can purchase those um, in the show notes. Um, the last episode that I did was episode three, and it was all about safety gear. And one of the things that I mentioned was a grab bag. Um, so this is something that you could definitely do in the off season where you would create uh, first aid I'm sorry, not first aid, but a uh, safety kit or a grab bag kit that you'd have packed up and ready to go. So this would include, you know, your heaving line. Maybe you have a handheld VHF. You've got some spare flares. You might have some dried food, water. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can put into a grab bag. And the other thing that you could do as well in the off season would be making a diagram of all the safety gear and where it's located on your boat. So another diagram would be beneficial. Um, and lastly, I would suggest that you go through your first aid kit and you go through your toolkit. Uh, both of those are your um, tool chest, I should say, or toolbox. And go through all of those things and see what needs to be replaced. Is anything rusting? Is anything running low? Um, and that way you can replace those things before you get back out on the water and realize, oh, I should have replaced that, you know, while I was over the winter, I should have checked it out. So um, definitely take a look at those nice and easy things that you can top up and purchase new things before you head back out on the water. So I'm going to move into the area here of off-season training that I have labeled as personal growth. Uh, I mean, really all of these activities that I'm suggesting and all of these things that I'm suggesting you uh, take a look at doing either on your boat or in your spare time over the off-season, they're all aimed towards personal growth. But um, there are some things that you could look into doing that are not necessarily boating or sailing specific, but that will help grow some of your skills or um, just kind of extra things that you can add to your personal toolbox that uh, are beneficial in other areas of your life as well. So I talked about courses and, and kind of taking boating specific courses like navigation, for instance, or VHF radio. Uh, but I would also suggest uh, looking into other courses of, of interest for you, such as, you know, first aid courses, or there's even marine specific first aid course that you could look into. Um, up here in Canada, I did a course a few years ago, Safety at Sea, 
course, it was great. We got out on um, life rafts and we set off flares and all kinds of stuff. So it was really great fun. And of course, now that I've said these are non-sailing type things that you can do, that clearly is very much sailing and boating related. Uh, But uh, just thought I'd mention that course. But yeah, so the idea here is to take a look at what other things you could do in the off season that will help support your boating goals. So one thing that I, I talk about in the um, often in a lot of my blog posts and Facebook and stuff like that is researching destinations and, you know, places that you want to go sailing. So let's say you wanted to head down to Mexico and do some sailing um, in the Gulf. What you could do is in the off season, you could take up a Spanish course. So maybe you start working on a new language because there's a new area that you want to travel to. Um, you can increase your skills like first aid courses, like I've already talked about. Um, if you want to get into racing, for instance, or you want to, um, take on a new challenge, like doing uh, offshore sailing or offshore racing, maybe you start to look into some of your physical characteristics and your physical abilities. And maybe you hire a personal trainer and you start working on some conditioning workouts or flexibility and you start working on doing more stretches. Um, So there are different areas of your life that you could potentially also uh, work on and learn new things where they will help support and further your sailing and boating goals as well. So that's just a couple of little ideas there. And then as far as kind of one of the things that I really like to do on my off season is I take a look at where do I want to be next year or even, you know, I've come up with a three to five year plan and I take a look at some of my, what are my big sailing goals? What are some of the big, big ticket items that I want to uh, knock off my list? So one of those for me was uh, doing the Vic Maui. So I was part of a delivery crew bringing a boat back from Hawaii, did a cross Pacific sail. It was amazing. Um, so once I completed that, you know, my next goal was to become part of a race crew. So hopefully in the next few years, I will join a race crew and I will do the race going the other way. But, you know, have a take some time to sit down and take a look at some of your sailing goals and then start mapping out how you are going to get to those places. How are you going to achieve those goals? What do you need to uh, hit those goals? And they might not necessarily all be sailing related. It could be maybe you need to get your health back. Uh, maybe you have some physical, uh, changes or issues that you need to deal with. Um, you know, so just some different things to think about in the off season. So that would be my pro tip for this particular episode is plan, plan, plan. And once you plan, you will succeed. So map out some of your goals, map out your dreams, and then start dissecting them to figure out what you need to accomplish to reach those and start surrounding yourself with the information and the people and the education that you feel you need to reach some of those goals.
So that's it for this episode, episode four. Thanks again for joining me this week. I hope I have provided you with some ideas of some things that you could tackle in the off season, whether it's, you know, something fun like learning a few knots or something a little more, um, I don't want to say complicated, but a little more uh, in-depth, like uh, taking navigation or even celestial navigation. Uh, there's lots and lots of different things that you can do in the off-season, so I hope you have some fun with that. And uh, looking forward to having you with me next week. Next week, I am starting a new um, kind of series uh, the last Thursday of every month. I am going to dedicate the episode to maritime mysteries and mishaps. So this is going to be, um, you know, vanishing ships and ghost stories and haunted lighthouses and all kinds of fun stuff. So looking forward to putting that together for you. And I hope you'll join me next week. And I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. Take care. Thank you.